Hello and welcome to the Wild Horseman podcast, where we trawl the depths of the streaming services searching for the most epic deaths. I'm Tom. And I'm Ollie. And this week we find out why Neil Patrick Harris wants to eat bugs for lunch. All right, so we've just finished uh, Starship Troopers, uh, one of our all-time favourites. All-time up there favourites, yeah. Horseman, 30 seconds, give us a plot summary. Plot summary is this, we're in a futuristic uh, sort of, I don't know how to really describe the society because there's like white Americans living and chilling in South America, they're like in Buenos Aires, it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, um, it's this new, new world society, uh, Earth is still Earth and we've got a common enemy now as a planet from another planet which is occupied by bugs. Uh, sort of informally called the arachnids. Um, there's a quarantine zone that no one can seemingly go into. The arachnids are on one side of the galaxy and we're on the other. So it's sort of a galactic problem. It's not the entire universe. Um, the bugs are sort of threatening Earth constantly by shooting meteors that are, are floating around their planet towards us. Oh, when I say us, I mean planet Earth. And we're fighting back. Um, and effectively, it follows young Johnny Rico and his uh, high school friends. Um, and the decisions they make about joining what's called the Federation to become what's called citizens in the new world. Um, and, and basically the call to arms that comes once Buenos Aires and about 7 million people are hit by a meteorite and killed. And then the hectic fighting that takes place on uh, Klandathu and the surrounding planets occupied by the bugs. Yeah, one thing I, I never could never establish in this movie is what was the beef? Well, look, I, the thing is, the, the, I don't want to go, you know, we've got uh, the third big horse now for these things, but the beef appears to be that, um, as they say, when at the school, there's that lady professor who <laughs> I always used to, conf- always never understood what she said. I'll get into it later. You know, when in a class and they're flipping the bugs over and cutting them open to look into them, she's saying, we used to think as humans, we were the smartest people ever, but these bugs have developed the ability to hurl spores into space and colonize other planets. So I think it's straight up, the underlying beef is the arachnids, I'm assuming, have identified that we have resources and want to live on our planet. And we're saying, no, you're not, you're not coming here. But they don't actually identify what the problem is because we're very, very far apart. Yeah, so they're, yeah. not, they're not like on planet Earth fighting us. It's, they're from ages away. So, yeah, I don't really know what the problem is. I'm assuming that we were threatened by them first. Yeah, that seems to be... Yeah, because they, they say... no explanation. The, <laughs> no, there's not. They say the arachnids can like spread across the galaxy by putting their offspring on meteorites and flinging them out into space some weird and like then, well, but then they also hurling use them... spore into space yeah i don't know how they hurl so it, are they yeah. is it like that they're gonna eventually just hurl their spore onto earth because they seem pretty accurate at throwing the meteorites so it's not like they're waiting for something because they throw the meteorite, like you said they throw meteorites and they take out buenos Aires, which is somehow part of the federation which is some sort of un un um classified Government. Well, yeah, what the hell is the Federation? No one knows. I mean, is it the entire? Is it basically the UN in the future that is now well, governs the whole well, world, well. or is it the Americans have expanded into the entire world because everyone's a white? Well, okay, I'll rephrase that. Everyone's an American-sounding person. There's no one's like speaking with a different accent. Except no, American. and there's a there's not many non-white people in this movie. It's a lot of white people, and oh, you probably noticed. Oh, well, there's quite a few African-American people dotted yeah. around the movie, and there's yeah. you know a few other people, but like. If you've got a federate, if it's planet Earth, you have everyone going to fight. So there'd be like Poms and Aussies yeah. and Kiwis and Japanese guys and stuff like that. But there's just Americans. Yeah. Every single person fighting yeah. the bugs is American. And all the main characters. You've got Neil Patrick Harris, blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. Um, who's the guy that plays Johnny Rico? 
Johnny Rico is Cass Bandin. Yeah. The, literally, he was actually referred to as a younger person as the liberal, the real life Ken Doll. Yeah, so you got Ken Doll, blue eyes, blonde hair. Yeah, the guy that plays uh, Xander, whatever his name is, um, uh, Michael like, Ironside, is it? No, no. Um, the guy that plays Xander is a uh, Patrick Muldoon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. got brown hair but blue eyes and just looks like a like a member of the Aryan race. And <laughs> their uniforms are freakishly Nazi. Very Nazi esque. Like the wing, the wings on them, and like everything about them. I'm like, man, it's like just reeks of like yeah, some yeah. sort of fascist government regime. And like, no one's a citizen. Like, no one's a citizen, but they're like a civilian. And I the mean, big, the big, the big witch is showing us pictures right now of MPH in his leather jacket, which is straight up Nazi regalia. And actually, there's comments made about that particular look. Is that he is just an SS captain in that photo? If yeah. you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and the only way you can get to be a citizen, which means and and all the rights that come with that, is if you sign up to fight. So, it's yeah, well, it guarantees citizenship is what they say at the start. Service guarantees citizenship. You have got to give them no less than two years. Um, look, we're we're probably digging in a bit early. The the like we're finishing off the the crux of the plot. It's just it's a it is just uh, humans humans versus another species. Um, and, this, and, and basically, for people to understand, is that we've obviously taken this other species very lightly to begin with because they're sort of screeching, horrific-looking creatures that run around and seemingly have no brain. But then throughout the movie, before the crux of the end of the movie, where we find out they are intelligent or there is an intelligent level of them, there is people sort of saying, well, there's got to be something about them. Like, how do they know how to do what they're doing? Uh, they're not just the arachnids that the soul, the grunts are fighting on the ground. There's got to be something more. And then we find out, actually, they are developed. In They've just got their soldiers, and we've got soldiers, and they've got a hierarchy as well. Um, but mate, there's been a lot said about what the plot actually. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, Paul Verhoeven himself basically said it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a classic. It's just that they had to find an enemy somewhere else that no one was going to get offended if they went over and slaughtered them, and they did that. Um, yeah, yeah no, very good times. Um, Paul Verhoeven obviously um, has has directed. Uh, I took some notes. Give me a second. He directed like some of the '80s and '90s classics. So here, I'm just going to run through them: RoboCop, Hollow Man. Basic Instinct. Great movies. Total Recall. Like, just great movies all around. And then half of the guys in this movie had worked with him on other stuff as well. So, like, he, he's a, he's an accomplished director. And then oh, he, mate, took on this, he took on this project, which is, like, just the most left-field decision that he could possibly have made. Now, we just made a comment. I just saw something from Huge W, the big horse, and I'm going to throw it over to him for a second. We just made a comment about the Nazism aspects of this movie. And, Witty, I want you to tell me what you just got there. Because uh, that's a very interesting fun fact. First fun fact of the night. Fun fact about the the director, Paul Verhoeven, is that he actually grew up in Nazi-occupied Netherlands during the Second World War. Uh, and his father would take him to the cinema to um, obviously watch film. And that's where he was exposed to a lot of uh, Nazi propaganda. Uh, in the, the opening scene, uh, where we see everyone lined up in like, perfect aisles, the uh, the banners showing is actually uh, a retail of um, a Third Reich uh, propaganda video, so uh, a lot of uh, fascist undertones, but obviously like a lot of satire there as well. Yeah, I mean, and that like like we were saying, and that just underlines it that so much of the um, symbolism is of a fascist organization, fascist regime, fascist Nazi absolutely stuff. Yeah. And, and like we say, not the first movie to do it. Look at Star Wars. Those stormtroopers yeah. are straight up yeah, Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we would do Star Wars if there was more deaths, but they're really yeah. just. Well, there's a lot of deaths, but they're just not that they're gory. Yeah, just, just, I mean, also, just, they get shot in the outer shell and they just die. Those stories, they're terrible, terrible, yeah, most yeah. useless. Um, the first death took place uh, just one minute 57 into this movie, which was much sooner than I remember. And it was the reporter. Yes. And 
I love that. Like, it just gets you right into the movie. Like, he just he's there, like reporting on how the massacre is taking the massacre of the human troops has taken place, and he gets like picked up and cut in half. And um, Johnny Rico is running around there. The thing I love the most is the guy with the camera just keeps on filming. Mate, like, he just gets re- and he gets it like closer and he gets in there and he's just like <laughs> filming, like zooming in and stuff. Like, what are you doing, mate? Run for your life. <laughs> that guy deserves a fucking Pulitzer for just hanging in there while his his literal reporter gets severed in half. He's in huge danger. Like these things are these things chewing his mate in half who's been reporting. Yeah, there's soldiers shooting the bug, like Johnny Rico and um a few of the other guys, the main characters of the main platoon rock up and start shooting that particular bug after it kills old mate. But then moments later, the same cameraman, he continues to film other people getting masked. Like he has no self self-preservation <laughs> qualities whatsoever. He's just like, I need to film this. It's like, mate, I'm pretty sure you're off the hook. You've got some, the best footage anyone would ever see in any war time scenario run for your life. So I actually love that guy, but like many others, he's uh, stabbed to death moments later. By a bug, as he would be. The camera, cameraman. Right. Takes a couple in the uh, in the chest a few seconds later when, um, oh, I can't remember his name, the guy that wants to be a rider is uh, horrifically also masked by a bug. Uh, I, I lost track of the um, the characters' names. Although the only, like I did see, and this might be stepping on Witty's territory a bit, that the only person to survive from the original boot camp, and the only two people to survive are Ace and Johnny Rico. Yeah, because so everyone uh, else dies. Everyone else dies. The other guy that almost survives on the way to the end is old mate that holds the nuke for them in the cave yeah, at the end yeah, of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, people once again spoilers alert, but you know this movie came out in 1997, <laughs> so move on with your lives. <laughs> twenty-five um, years ago. Twenty-five people. years ago. Um, if you want to watch it, we I watched this one on Disney Plus, by the way, so it's mm. out on Disney Plus at the moment, probably on a bunch of other streaming services. But um, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And they kind of just get completely reinforced with randoms, so they kind of kill off the whole cast, and then they have one more big crack at the end. Um, and they lose that other main guy. Uh, obviously, a few other main characters do survive to the end, though, which is Neil Patrick Harris and yeah. Charlie yeah. Sheen's ex misses. What's Denise, her name? Uh, Denise Richards. Denise Richards. Yeah. But, but they're in the, like, because we'll, we'll get into the school thing, because the school thing is real weird to me. But like, how, so Neil Patrick Harris worked for military intelligence and he was a psychic. Like, obviously, his movie's set in 2197. So it's about 175 years from now or so. So, yeah. like it's, but I don't know that humans suddenly became psychic in the next 170 years. Um, Woody's nodding his head like he's got something to share but um, Denise Richards becomes a pilot and then Johnny Rico and his other like useless mates become just yeah well, he's, Johnny's just a, a gimp so yeah. he um, he's about as good as maths as I was so yeah, how, <laughs> how and I wanted to bring this up can you imagine when they're getting their graduating scores and they go over and on the big screen it's got everyone's scores and his mate like I think maybe it's might be Neil Patrick Harris plugs in like is. what what is Carl, um, Carl, Neil Carl, Patrick Harris is Carl, Carl and yeah. he puts it up on the big screen with thirty five percent and starts clapping and, and people start giving shit to Johnny Rico who also obviously is much loved because he's the star of the football side yeah yeah and then he, you know he staunches out Carl who makes it small but I also think it's the most heinous yeah. way of anyone finding out the results yeah, in yeah. history I, I, that's I, fucked up man. I wrote it down in my notes just like how brutal is it to like <laughs> to just put everyone's scores up there like it, like everyone scores so you had you got to you, everyone can see what everyone else got. That, that's can so, I ask this, this is a question. I want to. I don't know if we like you know. Witty would just shout out if he's got anything on any topic we bring up about any movie. But with Neil Patrick Harris's character, he's a psychic, and he goes to come goes into games and theory for the military. So wouldn't he? If you're a psychic, couldn't he just sit in the exam room and? find out the, the results of every question because they don't put his results up on the big screen. I'm assuming he got 100% in maths. 
Because wouldn't he just be able to find... Wouldn't it be impossible for him to fail a maths test or yeah. any test? Because... Is that what psychic is, or is that conceit? Uh, what they the hell don't, is it? They don't really go into what psychic is. Remember, because he sends his um, he's got that hamster or whatever, and he sends it. Oh, yeah, he yeah, puts yeah. an idea in its mind and sends it up to like terrorize his mum yeah. from the basement, and then he can read the mind of the brain bug. But then he says, "I can't do that to humans." So I don't know if he'd be able to look. Like I don't know if psychic means you could just you don't just know everything. I think it's you've got to get information from people. So I don't yeah. think he can. I don't think he can read the mind of. A classic thing about this movie is that teacher. it does contradict itself a lot because at one point he sends Johnny uh, down the old cave pit. Yeah, that, um, that's a really good point. To, to find Carmen, uh, who is... What's her name again? Bloody... Denise Richards. Denise Richards, who's stuck down there. And um, then they go, oh, you knew she was down there. You told me to go down there. It's like, oh, that's classified. But it's like, well, if you fucking knew that, how come you send them all to their death all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, get anyway. into, let's get into how many people died. So I saw a figure on how many people died in this movie and I'm, I'm not sure it's correct. Like it's not the amount of people that died because we know at least 100,000 people died wait, in that wait, one so hour. Let me ask you this. So I don't know. Witty, do you know how many people died? I don't. Is we, are me and Witty going to guess this one out? Because I think Tom's got a figure. Yeah, well, I've got a number. All right. Um, which I got it from IMDb. And I'm happy to go with that. And then Witty can look up and see if there's other ones. Because I'm sure there'll be contradictory numbers out there. But yeah, have, have a guess, horse. All right. Well, this movie is... We're talking about just people, right? So it's people and only the deaths you see on screen. Only the deaths you see on screen. Um... Oh, because they wouldn't be including the starships exploding and stuff. No, nah, like and that. also it's remember like, to know. that that first assault, a hundred thousand people died in an hour. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. if that's the case, like millions and millions of people died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's right. They lose three hundred thousand on the invasion of the death overall, which is ridiculous. Um, in my God, that's just terrible. Hours. It's terrible losses. Um, I'm gonna say the stuff you see on screen. There's a lot of combat scenes. I love this movie because there's a, they don't hold back on the combat scenes and they're very brutal. I'm gonna say they're eighty-two. Okay, Woody. Wait, looking at Kill Wiki, there's got to be at least a thousand deaths here. But obviously, on-screen deaths, I'm going to go what we actually see. I'd say like 50, 50, 60. All right, the number I saw was on IMDb, and, and you, Kill Wiki is, is our usual source. They had two hundred ninety-seven on-screen deaths. Two hundred ninety-seven. Yeah, That's is that, num- that must be including the bugs. Uh, yeah, it, di- it didn't differentiate. It just said kills. It just said deaths and 297. Yeah, so, look, yeah. I'll, I'll buy that. If they, if, cause the, but, but then there again, is one uh, screen, there is one scene there where they firebomb. Uh, yeah, thousands of bugs would have died in that bit. Even at the bit when they're yeah. on planet P and they're in the no, compound and all the bugs are like piled against the wall and they're just gunning them down. Hundreds died then as well. So I think it's only people. 297? Fucking hell. That's a lot of people. May- yeah. Maybe, maybe... You know when they're like, oh, the there's a, it's also extremely dodgy that they mention this. Uh, I don't know if there's anything about this. Um, Goddamn, son. Witty just showed me a little number there of 193. So there's obviously a shitload of deaths. But you know when they're like, oh, Mormon extremists tried to go and live on that particular yeah, yeah, bug and yeah. then they, they just get they show all their dead mutilated yeah. bodies. I'm wondering if they include them. Oh, yeah, I think it's every dead body. Okay, because yeah. that's about 40 by itself because yeah. they're just a whole company of people well, whatever the fuck. It's also what I found hilarious about that was that they actually named a religion that may go and set up in yeah. such a hostile zone. Yeah. The Mormon extremists. I'm like, <laughs> Mor- eh, Mormon- why would Mormons want to live also, there? Also, Mormon extremists? Like, is that even a <laughs> thing? Like, what does that even mean? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Before we get into our favorite deaths and, and, and the other things we love to cover on this, I just want to talk about the boot camp 
scenes because yeah. that has got to be the most brutal boot camp anyone's ever been on. Like, um, like let, let's talk about the very first guy, um, Breckenridge, the guy from the farm, he's a huge guy who um, the main captain um, tries to wrestle or whatever and breaks his arms. Yeah, the very Sergeant first Zim. scene. Yeah, Sergeant Zim, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's just like, that's so hectic. Like, what a way to start your training. Very hectic, but I think this is, I think the goal is basically the people in, obviously there's been combat before, right? Because when they go to sign up, the first thing we, you get exposed to is the guy with like no legs and a fake hand signing them up for yeah. combat. So obviously they've, there's all these guys, including Drill Sergeant Zim, who's uh, played by, could we find out who Drill Sergeant Zim's played by, if anyone doesn't know? Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. Um, and From Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank. He's always actually, he's played a lot of uh, authority figures in his life. He's also in um, the movie The Hurricane as one of the screws in that as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, he's an instructor in this, etc. Um, But so I think guys like him, the guy that has to administer, who tells tells uh, Rico he's going to get lashed for his incompetence and all that kind of stuff, they've all been in combat at some point mm. is my vibe. So it's so brutal against the Arachnids that breaking a guy's arm in front of everyone to say, don't fuck with me, is just nothing in comparison to what they they eventually will and do see happen to their compadres. You know what I mean? Like the bugs way of killing you, the nicest way they'll kill you is to put about six holes in you that are just huge, right? Mostly they seem to want to sever your limb. Like they they go to they go to is like, I'm gonna fuck you up. Like they're very cruelly designed creatures. So when I saw that, I'm like, oh it's brutal. It's brutal because it's realistic. Although I don't know if how much I reckon blood would be pissing out of that wound. Yeah, I think uh, uh, the only thing I thought was that because he's wearing a jumper that like it traps some of the blood it in there. It traps a bit of it in there. And then he just yells, Medic! And then, like, just <laughs> running away. and then he's in the dino later on with that blue liquid on his arm. Yeah. Like, yeah, like they've yeah. repaired him instantly. So And that makes me think as well, obviously, drill sergeants in must know I can do this, this, or this to my recruits, and the medics can just fix them. So yeah. like I can break your arm, I could fucking throw a knife through your hand. Throw a knife through your hand. I could do this, this, or this, and we have the equipment to just fix you up within twenty four hours or whatever. I mean, look at Johnny, mate. It takes a fucking arachnid tooth thing through the leg. Yeah. Just gets suspended in a tank for three days <laughs> and sewn up. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. and also, can I ask this? Why the fuck does it take it so long when it's doing it so quickly to sew him up? Like he's in there and the thing's like <laughs> like just like stitching him up so quickly and it's like, oh, you're in there for three more days. It's like, why the why has he been in there for so yeah. long anyway? That thing just sewed him up so quickly. Yeah, and the guy who broke his arm was was literally had his arm put back together and was eating with his mates like two the, hours later. The, the same day. Yeah. yeah. Like, so yeah, pretty just, advanced medical shit going on there. Yeah, 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 at times. And like you said, contradicts itself. Uh, I, I want to say that I would love to play laser tag with those guns oh, that mate, they have because that would, be that would... You would shit yourself when the first time you got shot because you get zapped so hard. But <laughs> like, that looks so much like, so much, much like fun. Yeah. Like that, that that laser tag thing is actually hilarious. Um, I'll throw this over to Witty for his opinion on it as well. So Tomo, have a think before you answer this. This is a, in the in the football game they run and play called the flip six three hole, which basically is just Johnny Rico running wide, getting the ball and scoring a touchdown. Right? I don't understand. What are everyone's thoughts on how the fuck that makes sense in the laser tag game? And then Diz like flip stick three hole, you go on to score. It's like. To me, that makes no sense. I'm just going to throw it to Witty right now to see what he reckons of that because I think that's the most retarded part of the whole movie. Mate, that and did you see him do a, a, a flip 3-6 hole to, to a bug? Like running around doing like oh, triple somersaults yeah. like out in the field, man? <laughs> so yeah, it, not, not really relevant. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, um, just a good, good display of acrobatics really. Uh, 
Yeah, a bit of humor in there, but... Yeah, well, there's a, there's a rule yeah. in movie making that you don't show something unless you need it to be in the movie later on. Like, if you if you have a gun that you need to be in the movie later on, you get someone to get it out of the cupboard, look at it and put it back. In this case, the football, apart from introducing Xander, was completely irrelevant, like irrelevant to the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Well, except to, except to show that Johnny Rico is pretty pretty athletic. Yeah, but that's... And, and also, yeah. so, so Diz is freakishly strong because she just shoulder charges yeah. off like four fuckers and then throws the ball like yeah. 100 yards. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that train... Shit doesn't that, make any sense. That drill would never... That, that It just doesn't apply to laser tag. And also the guy that he does it to. So like Diz shoots, I think she shoots a few times. Then she goes, go now. And that she just stands there. And then he just <laughs> runs out, does a big flip. And the three guys that he shoots immediately are just watching him flip in front of them. Like yeah. if you were any kind of, like we've all played paintball, I'm sure in this room. If someone ran over towards us and then did a big flip in the air, whilst they were doing that, you'd be shooting the shit out of them. Like, there's no way that would work. Yeah. I just think, Obviously he's an athlete. Uh, I'm not saying Casper Van Dier did the stunt. I'm sure there's a stunt man there, but... You know, the guy gets his shirt off in the movie. He's a, he's a rig. Yeah. I'll give it to him. But it's just like, it just doesn't make any sense. I've never understood that. Always find it funny when I watch it. Yeah, oh, I'm so right. It's the, yeah. no, try any other drill. That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> when they do the live fire drill as well, when uh, Breckenridge takes his helmet off because it's not working and then gets shot in the head and it's dead. Obviously, well, dead well, well, uh, you go on, sorry. And then Rico's like, medic! Like, mate, his head's fucking missing. Like, there's just like, yes, the medic can repair a broken arm or a sliced hand. But the guy took a bullet through the head. He's gone. I suppose, I think they're kind of tell you that's like a stress response is that like in any any medical situation, <laughs> even if the guy's got no face left or whatever, you just, you call out. But like, I just, yeah, I mean, it's silly. But another thing I have about that is, is why are green men arriving, like yeah. coming up and out of the thing and shooting at them when the bugs themselves yeah. don't use firearms? Yeah, I know. It's just so stupid. You want no, people just, to pay attention. They, they're shooting real bullets. You yeah. want them to pay attention? Oh, sorry, no, the bugs, the, the, the green men are shooting lasers. lasers. Yeah, yeah. So but, you don't want to get hit by it, but it's also like the bugs aren't packing heat. They're no, just no, attacking you. No, it's the, like, it is completely unrepresentative of what they're going to go up against in the field. Yeah. And, like, and, yeah. and we'll get to the field right now because one of my, my, one of my favorites, but not my favorite death, so we can talk about it, is the first death after they're, they're deployed when the, the uh, Latino guy, I don't know who he is or what his name is. Chuchumi. Yeah, That's how I say it. They see the bucks for the first time and he just runs screaming into the middle of like three of them and just starts <laughs> gunning down and, then, and just yells, kill them, kill them all. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, he, does, he does do that. But let's give everyone a little bit of context. What actually happens is they've rocked up. They've seen the big nuke shooting bugs and they've blown them up. Then the initial guy who's on the thing, who's on the landing craft with them, who's their initial squad leader, the guy's like, remember your training and you will make it back alive. Like, they go around the corner, bug rolls up on him. He obviously just immediately just was, is overwhelmed by the fact there's an arachnid in front of him. Starts shooting it. He gets killed, right? Then Jake Busey's character is now the next in charge. The squad he, leader. Squad yeah. leader. And he craps his pants. Yeah. Because they're like, what are we doing, Ace? What are we doing? He's like, I don't know. And then Johnny Rico's like, kill them. Kill them all. Oh, like, so like Johnny abs- Rico who yells it, right. <laughs> an yeah. absolute robot. Yeah. And then they form a line <laughs> and start, start shooting. That's one of the worst bits of acting. Kill them. Kill them all. <laughs> but like, yeah, I love it because it's like, yeah, it's on. They all start shooting everyone. And then Chuchumi, is how I pronounce his name, just goes like, all right, I'm in this and just runs in there like, you like that? You want something? It's like, and this one bug just cuts off his leg yeah. and just goes, you're fucked and throw. And just, but like, it's an epic, it's a sick death. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Yeah. But in a way, Jatumi, you deserve to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. broke ranks, you ran out there. He's lucky he didn't get shot by his own people, yeah. by the way. Like, it doesn't even make any sense. It's yeah. like, man, they're right behind you, blasting away. Like, and you're down there like, yeah, like with your gun. Like, yeah. I don't know, but. 
it's a fucking brutal death because yeah. one is screaming and everything like that. And then that bug is like, I'm going to die. So I'm going to feed you to my homies and they fuck him up pretty yeah. bad. I have a lot of questions about the bugs. Like, so they're called arachnids, right? But they only have six legs. Yeah, I don't know why they're called that. Some of them fly. Oh, well, there's lots of different kinds of bugs. I, I can yeah, understand yeah, yeah. that. But yeah. they're still called arachnids and they fly. And those I think arachnids have... is supposed to be a general term. Um, Pick something better. I might get Witty to double check this for me. I think the, the giant bugs that shoot fire are called tank bugs. Oh yeah, I didn't I couldn't I didn't look I didn't see any names anywhere. I just wrote down what I thought they were called. I was called yeah. them blasters. Oh okay, yeah. I'd, I think they're I'd referred to as tank bugs. Yeah, and I have questions about them. Obviously like this is like their nature is way different to ours like their biology, but are they the same ones that breathe the fire lava? Is that the same bugs? Yeah, the big giant Yeah, no. Yeah, no, the big giant dung beetle looking things that yeah. spit, spit fire are, are called I think are called tank bugs. And they're the same ones that shoot the plasma like laser cannons. No, no, they're a they're another thing. I'm pretty sure that are like just they just create those big balls of right. energy and shoot okay. them. Yeah, you yes. never see them again. Those ones, they're not in like the co- they're they're obviously there to repel invasions. They're not there to fight. Yeah, yeah, because they shoot them up into the atmosphere uh, and take out. So huge W just pointed out. So that those things shooting the things are called plasma bugs. Um, <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. They're shooting plasma. Melting hot magma. <laughs> <laughs> when it just holds that guy's arm, so good. Ah, oh, so good. That's um, a woman, by the way. Oh, uh, what? It's a woman that gets her arm. Oh, her yeah. Arm. Did yeah, you? Right. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Look, mate. I watched it so long ago. Anyway, um, um, yeah, no, it was good. So that that's a great first death. Um, first real death, anyway. Like gore factor. Yeah. I'll say. Going from there, like we have the arm melting off scene. Um, there's a few other ones that are great. Like the guys who get their heads chopped off by the flying bugs is pretty brutal yeah. when they're defending the wall. Um, now that's a scene in its own right that I, that I the think whole is, wall. Yeah, yeah. is great because... Um, the compound scene. The yeah. compound scene where they're just like, oh, we're going to try and shoot our way out of this. And then at one point, the squad leader, um, Ratjack, Ratjack's roughnecks, whatever. He looks out over the yeah, parapet could, and he's just like, oh my God. And that that scene is like, I actually find that really chilling because you'd just be thinking, oh, we're so fucked. Like, there's got to be 5,000 arachnids out there and they're climbing over each other to kill you. Um, like, yeah, that that's a great scene. Death-wise though, my absolute favourite, I actually probably think it would be close to Tatumi. I also reckon it's an awesome death because it's... So brutal. And this is another one that doesn't make sense. You know when the cameraman gets killed, right? Yeah. And they're running away. And then one of the original squad guys who gets the death from above tattoo with him, the guy that wants to be a writer. Yeah. He freaks out. He's like, no, no. And this is like, starts shooting. And then he gets like cut in half from like the pectoral muscle, like so little of it. And then the bug throws him into Johnny. Like, you remember that guy's death? Like, that's so brutal. I don't, that's I don't where Donnie Rico takes the big tooth through the leg. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's a great death. But obviously, the one that's got an absolutely rocky world is um, the brain sucking. Yeah, I was going to say absolutely without question the death. The death of the movie is when Xander gets his brain sucked out. And I'll just I, say this: it goes without saying, do not watch this with small children. Yeah, this movie, entire yeah. movie. We watched it as small children, and it <laughs> disturbed us for life. <laughs> Destroyed <laughs> our brain. Like I, I, before we get to Xander's and the brain sucking, the whole thing in the compound, which we'll talk about when they find the guys with the empty heads has always like just freaked me out. Just that whole idea that like 
you have like something ate your brains out of your skull and like the guy sticks his like metal fingers in there and like there's just nothing in there like that there's something so unsettling about that what's even more unsettling is how did the brain bug fit in that tiny control room and spike his head yeah, that's a good question. Because <laughs> that thing is fucking huge. Yeah, it is no unless it, unless it did it from somewhere else. Yeah, it does and have a long they proboscis him back in there. A long ass proboscis. Yeah, but that is a that's a little bit of a below the belt shot by me. It's an awesome, awesome build up scene because yeah. they're like they sucked his brains out. Yeah. But like you'd be you'd be terrified. Yeah, you'd be like what is going on? Yeah, but the whole the the way that Xander uh, or Patrick Muldoon acted his brain sucking death was like perfect. Like. Like the way he like his eyes roll back in his head and he's like he's like his face like sucked in and like oh, you, yeah. you just see like he's like getting like liquid sucked out <laughs> of his head and you can see it going up through the like tube thing into the brain bug. I mean, I don't really know what the brain bug does with that brain because the human like how does it read physical brain matter when we like thoughts and stuff aren't stored as like physical brain particles. Mate, it doesn't have to make sense. Um, I think I think it's just the for the lay people out there. It's like, oh my god, how does it know everything about us? Because it consumes your brain. Mm. So some people wouldn't separate brain and thought, yeah, as a physical and possibly a. I don't even know how to describe it, but like, you're right. If um if someone dies and you got their brain out, you can't go, oh, let's eat it and find out what he was thinking about yeah. when he died. But for them, they're like, we're going to make a really brutal way of it, knowing stuff, and what's a good way of doing it. Proboscis to the skull. Yeah, the only other anus. the only other death that I like came close to was, and it wasn't had nothing to do with the bugs. Was when um the starship with um Denise Richards, what's her character's name? Denise Richards' character Carmen. to Carmen when Carmen and Xander and their captain are trying to get out of it, and the captain gets stuck in the sliding door and it like chops her in half. Oh yeah, that's a good. I, one, just, I just I just love that shit. Like, that's oh man, so that's another one. <laughs> like, how devastating is it when they're escaping and there's only like two other people that make it to an escape board, and when they start driving down it, like it crashes into the <laughs> hole and they can't get out. <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad every time I see that scene. Like, almost no one on the whole starship gets out, and two of the other fuckers, like one of them takes off on fire, so you don't know what happens to that one. Then there's the middle row, and that's the one that like because there's an explosion at the wrong time, it bounces them off the track. So yeah. they just get. Imagine being in that pod. You're like, well, yeah. fuck, like. Yeah. I did everything right. I got through the skate pod and then I still blow up anyway. Like, yeah. it's just devastating. But um, a good scene. Great scene, actually. Yeah, yeah I love that No, scene. and the, all, all the, the CGI and stuff was fantastic. Like, all the stabbing deaths were great. The cutting in half deaths were great. The gore was good. Oh, mate, the whipping scene? Oh, that's yeah. ruthless. Yeah, man. I don't like that, that is, scene. That is a brutal... Prepare yourself when you for the whipping because yeah. they, they don't pull any punches on that. Like, they are cutting up a very human-like designed prop things back it's yeah. fucked up and that seems like an overreaction that punishment so this is the thing the father of Johnny Rico who's obviously killed on Buenos Aires he makes a comment like I'd rather take 10 lashes in public square uh, in, oh. in in whatever square um, than see you throw away your life so obviously corporal punishment is very much a part of their society yeah. because you've got to think about this if we've got 7 plus billion people in 2022 2197 you're going to have like 30 billion people right yeah so they must just have like ruthless, this is the whole thing. And like, I want Witty to come in with some, with some facts about this. I mean, I'm sure he's got a heap about this. So I might throw it over to him soon. But I'm assuming that what this whole thing leads to for me is that doesn't matter what race you are, everyone has kind of been, you know, they've kind of been um, absorbed into one way of thinking in one group. Like I would highly doubt that, the, I think this movie is basically saying they had to find an extra, like an extraterrestrial to fight because... 
anyone who was like, oh, I'm a traditional person from Peru or something. It's mm. like, yeah, we killed all the people that wanted to do that. And now, you, now you're like us. So you could look like a person from Peru or someone from China, but you're going to speak this way. You're going to act this way. Yeah. So There's no actual countries anymore. No, that's yeah. what I feel like. It's like they make, keep on saying, oh, Buenos Aires. Buenos, why would you make a reference to a, a country in South America where everyone speaks like they're from the United States? It, uh, Unless it's all yeah. part of the same. So I'm going to chuck it to the big W. Yeah. What do you got for us, mate? It's, it's very interesting to me. Yeah. So the movie is actually loosely based on a Robert Heinlein pro-war novel. So the setting in Argentina is from the novel. The character Johnny Rico originally was called Juan Rico. So they've taken elements of the the story, and they've obviously you know improvised and done their own as well. Um, Fun fact, it was actually originally called A Bug Hunt at Station 9. Don't, oh, don't, that's, an awful, that's an awful name. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know if it has the same ring. Hilarious. But um, but yeah, so it's, it's loosely based on a novel. Um, also, fun fact, uh, they used to make that novel mandatory reading in the US Marine Corps. So to boost morale, obviously, you know, protect one's, in this case, world, country uh, against the enemy. So it was actually mandatory reading. I think it might still be on the list, but actually, obviously, you know, that was back in the 90s. So now there's, yeah, some extra reading on there. So Wow. That's that's really, inter- that's really interesting. That also, is really interesting. Why don't just leave his- coming through with the good stuff there. Yeah. Why not just leave his name as Juan Rico? Why does that have to be Johnny? Got to be anglicized, mate. Yeah. All right. Let's get into uh, Witty's Fun Facts. Is that a new segment? Absolutely. I can't wait. I yeah. mean, mate, he just blew my mind with that fact about the goddamn US Marine Corps reading <laughs> reading a bug hunt on Station 9, as the book was called, about, you know, for, to love your country. Yeah. you gotta, you got to make up a book about a rack bits. Like, <laughs> have you ever guys heard of the, the US Marine Corps song? No. One, two, three, four, United States Marine Corps. Wow. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'll throw it over. Big dub. Come at us with some facts. There's a, there's a shit like There's got to be a lot for this movie because it... You look at the we'll talk about the critics later, but you look at what some of the things that are said, it's it's, it's fucking hectic. Yeah, look, there's a you know definitely an interesting variety of fun facts about the movie. Uh, firstly, um, there was another actor that was the first choice to play Johnny Rico, and don't look at the screen. Uh, Hollywood A-list star, action star. Have a guess on who you think it might have been. Ooh, I so, know the answer to this. Do you know the answer because you read the screen, or do you? No, know- no, I know the answer because when we watched it, uh, I was looking this up, just reading about it. But uh, I'll be Ooh. very interested to see your guess. I think I know the answer anyway. I'll, I'll so wait until Tom has a guess. Nine ninety-seven, an A-list, an A-lister in ninety-seven, an up-and-comer, up-and-comer. Um, ooh, that's a that's a. Oh, uh, I don't want. Should you give me a hint, Witty? Yeah, give me a hint. Uh Played not a starring role, uh, but I guess joint lead in a movie Matt called... Matt Damon. No, good oh, guess. Oh. In a movie called Basketball Diaries. Probably more back around that time, maybe a bit earlier on. Oh, is it like a Matthew McConaughey or something like that? No, it's not Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I've got no more ideas. Okay. It was Mark Wahlberg. Oh, of course it Chosen was. First. <laughs> of course and it was. Marky Mark. Yeah, yeah, they don't say why he declined the role, but um, he was the first person they approached for it. Uh, declined. So, well, Marky well, Mark. Well, considering that Casper uh, Van Dien's, is that how you say his name? His career has gone fucking nowhere. He's probably a good choice by Mark Wahlberg. Look, it, I mean, yeah, exactly right. And Mark Wahlberg is now a massive star. So, yeah. he probably you know, made the right decision to pass on that one. Um, sticking to Johnny Rico, um, always good to know if there's a, 
you know, some uh, injuries or, or accidents on set. Um, the scene where he jumps on the back of the, the tanker bug, the, you know, fire breather, um, you know, shoots in the back, throws a grenade in, awesome death. Great death. Um, and the then, bugs. you know, loses his acrobatic prowess in that moment, doesn't do a, a flip six three and jump off. <laughs> he, he, um, he sort of like, if you go back and watch it, and obviously I checked out the facts and then watched the movie and gone, okay, this is the part where he injures himself. Uh, he literally just sort of like jumps back. You would assume on set onto a mattress of you know, something to protect himself. Um, hits the deck, breaks three ribs, starts coughing up blood on set. Wow. Well, I mean, this is the risk when you have an actor who does their own stunts, if they do their own stunts. But that's a hell of a stunt because yeah. he must have fallen off something fairly high up because he, as Huge Dub just said, if he's broken three ribs and he was going onto a mattress. Yeah, or he, um, he might have missed the mattress. He might have missed it. But yeah, fair play to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe... I'd be very interested. I wonder if we could find out who is the guy that does the flip three six, six three hole jump on the laser shooting bit. Probably not something we can find out now, but I'd be curious because maybe Cass Van Dien was able to do that kind of shit. Maybe, I mean, he's, a, he's a weapon yeah. of a bloke. So, fuck, good on him. Yeah. I mean, he's got a giant head. He's got a big head. He's got a huge head. head. Um, I mean, one of, the, one of the things I saw was they filmed this in the desert and there was like dehydration was a massive issue because it was so hot because they wanted to film in a desert location. Like, can you just imagine getting up and like, it's like 45 degrees and baking sun. Like, All right, guys, we're going to run, like carry your heavy ass prop weapons around and fucking pretend to shoot some bugs over there and we'll do it again. And we're going to do it again. And like, Fuck this shit. We need to go on with more facts. More facts. Okay, so um, a large portion of like, I guess the leading characters were actually recruited from 90210. Yeah, okay. Casper so Van Dien being one of them. Right, De- Dina Meyer, who I think plays Diz. And Patrick yep. Muldoon, who's Xander and, you know, gets his brain sucked out. So, um, <laughs> obviously, like, you know, pick some, you know, attractive people to play the roles. Uh, also picked people that looked similar to, you know, ideal humans, Aryan race, going back to our, you know, our fascist undertones uh, with Mr. Peter Verhaven there. So, um, that's a bit of an interesting one. Um, let me put this to you. Uh, looking at the... Outer space scenes, you know, actually some, you know, not bad visual effects for 97. Um, and, you know, I'll tell you about the budget later on. Um, what feeling, what movie did it remind you of when you're looking at those scenes, if you can? Star Wars. So, well, Star Wars for me anyway. Like just the, all the lasers and the ships, like just like getting blown up and veering off course. It just, it reeks of Star Wars for me. Uh, for some reason, it really reminded me of Alien. Oh, okay. Um, there's just something about the people getting sucked out and then they go really, like, obviously, like the, I don't know, just the, when the ships are getting in, uh, damaged, people getting sucked out, uh, like the airlock scene in Alien, it's um, a movie we will definitely do on this yeah. podcast. So all of those movies are fucking sick. Um, that's what it reminded me of a little bit. Uh, but look, I can see where you're coming from with Star Wars because the whole fleet thing very much reminds you of the uh, the Empire when they're steaming yeah. in on yeah, those yeah. Uh, like with those big old destroyers that they've got and obviously blockading a planet yeah, yeah very much yeah it's very true they are blockading and stuff like that um, episode one throwback there but um, yeah there was very alien-esque thing for me so that's that's what it reminded me of and Star Wars for yourself yeah. yours yeah so you're spot on um, a lot of the, the ships were actually <laughs> 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 slightly remodeled like there are scenes where you look like you're looking at star wars so they got the uh they managed to snag the 
um, I guess the, the spaceship designer, visual artist from Star Wars for the film. So um, obviously probably would have contributed to their budget uh, at the time. Looked pretty pretty gnarly, pretty cool, pretty out there. Um, How much did it cost? Did you want to... Can I guess? Sure, go for it. A lot of special effects. So I think it would have been... And a pretty... I mean, it's a pretty high profile... Looking Well, retrospectively, it's a pretty strong cast. So uh, I'll probably... I'm going to go with sort of 70, 70 million? 70 million. Big oars? What do you reckon? Uh, I reckon it must have cost a fuckload. Um, but like very interesting fact by huge W horse that he was saying that a lot of the people came from a TV show. Yeah. They might have got them a bit cheaper. I'll say... Uh, you said 70? Yeah. I'll go 90 million. How much do you reckon it made as well? I reckon it, di- I reckon it made... I don't, I don't reckon it would have made a huge amount. I reckon it made maybe 100... It, it would have been too violent to make much, I reckon. Yeah. Because it's a fuck, mate. People get their brains. <laughs> 100 is a lot of money, actually. I reckon uh, it broke... Oh, I'm going to say it broke even. I reckon it made 100 million. You're going to cost it 100... Made, made, made 100. 90, made 100. Around there. I reckon it made... made it would have made a million coin. All right. I reckon it cost 70... Made eighty five, cost one hundred five. So that's what I mean. Wow, ninety seven. I yeah. tried. I tried to track back to see what were some of the highest budget films um, in the late night, mid late nineties. Um, I mean, compared to like your Titanic's and the huge box office you know, smashes, uh, one hundred five to make one twenty one point five million international. Oof, so I just made his money back. Well, I mean, it, it is considered to be a flop yeah. uh, in, in many cases, but I mean, obviously the you know, cult classic now, it's it's gained traction over the years. Yeah. Um, obviously, we still love it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. to, 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 round off, uh, to round off fun facts, um, it also inspired a very popular uh, video game that I think they've now made into a movie in a live action series. Uh, I can tell you, you can guess. Uh, is it Mass Effect? Negative. It, if the name isn't... I didn't know it was a video game. That's sick. Uh, Red Faction? Ooh, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Um, so it inspired. It's not actually an actual video game. Well, they might they might have. Um, Halo. Inspired oh. Halo. Right. Yeah. Right, okay. There okay. you go. You have to watch the Halo TV show. But Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I've okay. got one for you. Uh, I've got a question for you. How much ammo were they carrying? Because they used a lot to kill each bug. The the compound scene when there's thousands. Oh, of I want to say a fun fact from just from my own memory. Apparently, this movie at one point had the Guinness World Record for rounds expelled in any movie. That's correct. Up until um, that point, no no movie had ever used more ammunition. Than that's a lot of ammunition yeah. because we're talking about you know a year later. Saving Private Ryan came out and they shot a shitload of yeah. fucking bullets in the opening scene. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's pretty relentless. I reckon. I reckon that those. What What's a bit strange for me is the clip sizes that they're putting into their rifles. They've all got assault rifles. The average grunt's packing an assault rifle. It looks like to me to be like a f- maximum like forty rounds because they're not very big. They're not big yeah. banana clips yeah. or anything. But they seem to just be fucking unloading. Yeah. And I reckon they're They must be carrying. They must be carrying a thousand rounds of ammunition each minimum because oh, they, uh, yeah, like you say, it's it puts it takes like two three hundred rounds to put one bug down. Yeah. Because they even they're like, oh, shoot for the nerve stem. Um, yeah. You know, like throughout the movie, there's little things that they're trying to say about how, you know, the bugs are easier to kill or whatever. But like, basically, what I love about this movie, and now let's let's get into the fact that like, yeah, we've, we've given it a bit of crap and there's a lot of stuff underneath it. It's a lot of interesting stuff. But if you want a movie where people are getting fucking mutilated alive, 
this is the movie for you. You yep. will see someone's brain get sucked out. You see people's <laughs> fucking limbs getting chopped <laughs> off, heads getting chopped off. Fucking the special effects on the dead bodies that they really show are heinous. Like yep. when they show the Mormons who got killed and when they arrive at um, Big K where they get ambushed, yep. the people that have already been killed, they, that, that's like really, really good work. Like yep. that is a... It's disgusting. You know what I mean? Like people, are, and the, it just shows you how brutal the bugs are. No one in those of those carcasses hasn't got at least a limb or part of their abdomen missing or part of their head is gone or something like. Yeah. The only person who really got killed with any grace that we see because they can save her is Dizzy. She gets stabbed like six times and yeah. they shoot the claw off her and then they pull it out and it's still hectic. Yeah. But if they hadn't shot her, he, they, what, they, what we've seen them do to other people is the people fall on their back screaming and waving their arms and the bugs just keep stabbing them <laughs> and like obviously just mutilate you into death. Like yeah. They're not that effective killers, the bugs, because they've killed you and keep... Ki- like You know what I mean? Like they, I've always wondered about this movie. Is like There's obviously so many of them and Neil Patrick Harris's character is like, you know, oh, you don't agree? Well, there's simple numbers, boys and girls. They have more. It's like, yeah, they have to have more because one, they haven't got guns and yeah. two... They're obviously very animalistic. So when they start attacking something, they keep stabbing until... Yeah. They... Actually, you never see a bug, apart from ones that grab someone and throw them into other bugs, kill someone and move on. Yeah. Apart from maybe the one that chops the guy in half. You know, they seem to really just stab the shit out of you for ages. Yeah. yeah crazy. Yeah, no. they're just... But it's a great movie. I love this yeah, shit. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. It is a great movie. The CGI is great. The bugs look really real. Um, I, I saw that they used a couple of actual rob- like animatronic bugs and then the rest that was CGI. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um... Like the one where he shoots his eyeball out, uh, yeah. the black dude. He just hey, he has like a nah moment. Like you like that shit. Yeah, yeah, like, he's yeah. dead, man. Like yeah. he's coming in green blood. Yeah, yeah. And like that, uh, in a way, like that's probably the only time. There's two things in this whole movie. If you if you want to think about the movie, if you're able to think about the movie in this way, that you'll have any sympathy for the bugs. That that one where the little eye like focuses on him and then he blows its eyeball out. And the other thing I feel sorry for are the fucking little poor bastards have to carry the brain bug. <laughs> Those yeah. fucking things are like they come out and they're like, like yeah. they come out and have a look at uh, old mate, the pilot, and and Carmen. Like, oh, there's no immediate threat, even though there's a shitload of arachnids standing yeah. around anyway. And then they come back with the brain bug. It's yeah. like, like those guys have the shittest yeah, yeah. life. Yeah. And it turns out they're the things that they're dissecting in the class. Yeah. So they're the things also, that carry the brain bug, which is obviously it all links together. It's a really smart movie that way. I what, love that shit. What do the bugs eat? Well, I don't know, but at one point there's a scene where um, there's two bugs fighting each other. You know where they get bombed? Yeah. Um, there's yeah. two bugs like fighting each other, but I don't know what they eat. I there's don't nothing. think they eat us either because they no. always leave carcasses yeah, yeah. behind. And then, but like the humans weren't there up until like one year ago. So no, you, you know what? Before the humans met them, probably very friendly species. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably until we brought our like happily living our, our shoulder our shoulder launching nukes. Yeah. Like also, why isn't everyone just getting incinerated by those nukes? Like, they just hide behind a little hill, like, yeah, in the nukes. Oh, mate, those things, mate. It goes over sense. the top of them, like, like mate, there's radi- there must be so much radiation there. You're Fuck just nuking it. the shit out of, like, these tunnels and then running in there, with, like, straight afterwards. Yeah. Well, what we'll do is we'll, we'll all go around and say this. We've, we've already touched on it, but um, just to make it clear and clear for everyone, we'll go through favorite deaths. So, yeah. mine would be, um, mine is Chichumi. Mine is him getting, that's the thing that stays with about this movie is that particular death because... He's screaming like he's that guy acts that really well. Like he's terrified. He knows he's gonna die. His legs being chopped off. Like all these thoughts are going through his head at once, and then he gets thrown to a group of bugs, and they don't pull any punches. You see the limbs and shit getting thrown in the air. So that's mine. Uh, that, that actually is mine because it does stay with you. It might not be the goriest, but I'll give that a gore rating of about. Oh, actually, I'll give that a ten because oh, okay. yeah, it's fucking hectic. Nah, it's it, hectic. mine's definitely Patrick Maldon Xander getting his brain sucked out. Like I can't even just imagine what it would be like to watch as that. The, the fucking 
schnoz comes out of the, that big fucking bug and like lines up above your head. You know what's going to happen. And then it just like... Can I, can I ask? You know how he's like, oh, oh. He, he would have been, been, been dead straight away. Wouldn't he be dead straight yeah, away? Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Yeah. That's yeah. your only saving grace. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. Right? Yeah. And, I like, and just everything about it. Like, so that, that, that stuck with me. And I give that I give that 10 just because you can see the brain going up through the oh, thing. It's, it's just excellent. like... It's it's fucking gross. Woody, Woody, what's your favorite Huge dab. I'm going to go with when we first get introduced to the the flying bugs and they're like they're, they're cruising along and then like you, we see it obviously they don't um and then some poor punter he's like a scout is like looking ahead and this thing just comes and like impales him <laughs> and lifts him into the air and flies him around over everyone and the yeah, guys yeah. go like help me help me and they're just like watching him and i'm thinking like it's the most degrading thing like poor guy then gets taken to a nest where like i was well i was trying to watch closely i'm like is the thing just stabbing him while he's like <laughs> stabbing him in the back while he's still alive before um uh you know the captain with the one arm yeah, like finally neck or whatever, like, shoots him yeah. snipes him yeah. and i'm just like man like Hey, you'd probably you're dying, but you'd probably be pretty embarrassed as well. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing yeah. about that scene that, that's a very ruthless scene is that Rajak does notice something in the hills and goes, go up to higher ground. So he is so cold blooded that he sacrifices that scout because he wants to draw the flying bug out. Oh, he's also they're also trying to get radio signal. Yeah, yeah, but when you watch the movie, folks, watch what he's looking at. He sees the rocks falling down, he sees a like sees a little wing. And he goes, go up to high ground, son, and he keeps looking up in the sky because he knows there's something out there. And then that poor fucker, like, huge W just said, like, he's like, oh, no, no. And I think it is just, it's just having fun with him. It's just torturing him, basically. And then he puts him out of his mood. So that's a fucking good death as well, actually. It's pretty heinous. Yeah, one of our all-time favourites is movie, 1997, Starship Troopers, Paul Verhoeven, Casper Dien, Denise Richards, Neil Patrick Harris. The list goes on. Fantastic movie. There's actually Um, one more person. um, I'll just throw it over to huge W to tell you who it is because I just saw it on his screen. There's someone that you will recognise from another show in there. Can I can I guess? Yeah, guess who it yeah, is. Yeah, it's Hank from Yes. Yeah, Hank, Hank from uh, <laughs> Breaking Bad. He, yeah, Hank, yeah, yeah, he has a role in this. It's actually quite a random role because when I first saw Breaking Bad, I saw him I was like, that's a guy from fucking Starship Troopers. That's the only thing I'd ever seen him in before in my life. And well, then he blew up in in whatever. He came with Paul Verhoeven from Total Recall. So he's a Total Recaller. Really? So did Clancy Brown. So did um, Marshall Bell who I, and Amy Smart. Amy Smart's in this movie. Amy Smart's in the goddamn movie, yeah. yeah. From Rat Race, Crank and Road Trip. Yeah, yeah. she's in it for like two shit. scenes. Yeah. And she gets a <laughs> shout out at the end. Like, you know how they yeah, do that yeah. weird thing at the end? Like, you want to be a pilot? Like, whatever the fucking name is, it's Amy Smart. Yeah. It's like, she was in there for like six lines. Yeah, like, yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks very much for joining us on the uh, the Wild Horseman podcast. If you like what we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter at two. That's the number two, Wild Horseman. And of course, hit the subscribe button on your podcast service. Tell family and friends and leave a five-star rating and review wherever it is you get your podcast. That helps others find us and gets us up on the ratings there. And if you have any movies you want us to watch, and we've received a few requests recently, which has been great stuff, just hit us up at 2wildhorseman at gmail.com. That's T-W-O wildhorseman at gmail.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next time.